Hey everybody, this is Jay. And this is Pete. And you are listening to Enter the Nerd Zone. Pete, what is going on today? Hey, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, brother. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite subjects. But before we do that, Jay, I have a question for you. Fire away. Okay, so I understand that you like Star Wars. And the only reason I know that is because you. I was listening to... Uh, <laughs> the stuff I don't need to know show thing and you're doing Star Wars right uh, that is correct okay yes. so this has nothing to do with what your podcast is but I want to ask you a quick question it kind of has sure, yeah, kind of touches, touches base on what we're talking about today okay um, so you know there's Obi-Wan Kenobi is Ben Kenobi right uh, that is correct yes okay and Kylo Ren is Ben Solo right that is also correct. Okay, so Luke Skywalker is just Luke Skywalker. You know, Ben Kenobi has this nickname Obi-Wan, and then there's Kylo Ren. Does Luke anywhere in the other anywhere in the universe have a like a nickname or something like that? Or a title? Uh, no, no, not that I, not that I'm aware of. No. No, no not, not even not even, you know, in the uh well what they call the the legendary universe now. It used to be the expanded universe, but they call it the like even his wife didn't give him like a nickname or anything. So no no cute nicknames, no titles. It's just good old Luke. Alright, well that so that he's got one title, right? That's all he needs. You know, when you're that bad ass, that's all you need. All you, right. you, you don't need a lot of titles. Would you say <laughs> would you say he's the world champion title? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of rolls into our subject. Uh, uh, we're, Jay and I are going to be talking about our our favorite subject besides Star Wars and um, many other things. Back to the future. Uh, wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> How to get yep. it in there. So, Jay, what are we really talking about today? <laughs> All righty. So, yeah, I mean, wrestling is probably one of the things Pete and I love talking about the most because we could just – we could just riff on it and just go off on crazy tangents, but we're going to, we're going to take a look at, uh, titles and not really more specifically the title belts themselves, because, you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, that's, you know, the belts are a big part of wrestling. You know, some of them look great. Some of them look not so great. So we're going to talk about our favorites, maybe even some dishonorable mentions and, uh, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. So, we we can we we'll start with this and Jay I'm sure you're going to agree with me because no matter what we talk about whatever else we talk about we know that the greatest belt of all time okay is the million dollar belt <laughs> the million dollar belt oh my lord <laughs> um, well let's start oh. with that. let's start with that Do you, I mean I know it was kind of like made up right I mean he really made himself the million dollar champion. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you might as well turn it off now because we do talk about wrestling, and that's uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when he came out with that. Um, mixed feelings on it. I mean, I mean, look, not for nothing. It was it was definitely a creative looking belt, and it, you know, if you've never seen it, definitely take a look. It was three giant dollar signs uh, made out of diamonds or you know whatever whatever they i'm sure he claimed they were diamonds they were probably cubic zirconia because i don't think you can afford that many diamonds in a belt <laughs> no i don't think so but you know it was it was definitely like an interesting looking belt but i remember at that time i was like annoyed by it because i'm like 
that's not how you get a belt. You just don't make a belt. And no, I'm the champ. I'm a million dollar champ. You know, you gotta you gotta earn it. So cool looking belt, but uh, you know, definitely a lot of negative feelings towards it. All right, so let's let's think of uh, some of the let's talk about some of the other belts because we know what the one we're going to talk about is number one. We'll kinda, I I have a feeling. Yeah. We'll kind of hold off on that for now. But, Absolutely. Um, one of the belts that I uh, that I actually like, um, and I think this is Hogan's, the original Hogan belt, the uh, Winged Eagle WWE Championship belt. Was that his? Well, I think that I think when he won the title, he had the old WWF belt, and shortly thereafter, they changed it to the uh, yeah to the Winged Eagle, which uh, that that one lasted quite a while, uh, and that's that's actually yeah that was one I was looking at earlier, and that's definitely because let's face it, after that they started changing the title so many times, or changing the look of the belt so many times. You know, Stone Cold wins it. They put the flaming skull on it. And then, oh, my God, John Cena wins it. Nothing against John Cena, but that spinner belt. Oh, I don't like that spinner belt. I don't like John Come Cena, on. to be honest with you, either, though. He, he's very, he's very uh, divisive, John Cena. It's like, uh, you know, towards the end there, towards the end of his, his, his career, you know, when, when he would wrestle, you would get these mixed chants of go Cena, go and Cena sucks. You know, it's yeah. Very divisive. But I just when when they did that. I'm like, come on with the, with the spinner and he'd spin it and pretend he could rap. I'm like, come on with this. So do you, okay. So we're getting off here. comes off the, off the tracks right off the bat. Is yeah. He, why not? <laughs> at holding, being a champion. I mean, is he, a legitimate WCW WWE wrestling champion. You think he's up there with these guys? A John Cena. I mean, you know, look, he he was sort of like the next phase after like The Rock and, and uh, Stone Cold. So, look, you know, he was the face of the company for a while. Uh, seeing him in movies now, he's actually kind of a funny guy. You know, I kind of had mixed, you know, when he first started, like he actually got off to a great start with his career. Um, unfortunately, it kind of gave birth to his rap gimmick. They uh, he, he came out uh, and it was Halloween and they they were having a costume party backstage and he was Vanilla Ice because not for nothing. He looked like a very muscular Vanilla Ice and he was doing the yup, yup and all that. Uh, and I thought he was kind of, you know like a good rookie wrestler. I mean, I don't think he's that bad. I mean, I'd put him in a, maybe a top 10, but not a top five at all. Definitely not a top five. Well, here's the thing to think about for future episodes. And we will do this probably the gimmicks. These are best known wrestlers. Have they start out? We're going to talk about that one day. Cause that's a whole big story, but yes. Oh um, yeah. Once he started, once he became popular and he had that, damn belt i was like what a disgrace to the wwe or f whatever it was at the time i mean it, it really was to do that to the belt i mean you had some iconic looking belts uh throughout the history of the wwf wwe and just to do that because he was the champion i mean what now you know then every everybody that wins the title like if uh, undertaker wins it we gotta put a big tombstone on it or something i mean that would probably be pretty cool yeah, they probably would make it look cool. That is true, but it's you know, 
you know, the, the belt that you originally brought up, I mean, that, you know, that was sort of like the world, like the WWF world title that I grew up with. You know, that was a very iconic belt, um, you know, black leather strap. It had the uh, eagles on either side of it. Um, it was, a, I, I liked it. I thought it was a really cool looking belt. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like I said, I think for a championship belt, it's probably one of the, one of the best ones that they've put out there, or belts in general. What about you? What's another belt that you that you're intrigued by, or liked, or disliked? Well, one of the ones I liked was back in the old NWA uh, World Championship Wrestling, you know, mid '80s uh, TBS in that studio, and it was the World Television Title, and I liked it for two reasons. Because first of all, I just thought that was unique. I was like. You know, like, what does that mean, the world TV champ? And really what it meant was whoever held the belt, and it was usually Arn Anderson, they had to defend it on TV. So it was kind of cool seeing a belt defended on TV, and it was red. Like, all the belts I had seen before then were really, like, black leather with the, the big gold, you know, circle in the middle or the big gold logo in the middle and the gold plates along the side. This was red and if you look closely at it, because because Arn Anderson would never wear it, he would carry it, you know, and you would see in those gold uh, or those red plates along the side, you would see logos like ABC, NBC, like actual TV logos. So like as a kid, I was like, I don't know, I just thought that was really cool. Like he's the champ of TV, you know, and yes, it's offended on on television. I thought it was, was a, I thought it was a very under underrated uh, title, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, it could they could have done a lot with it. Now, granted, um, Arn Anderson and Magnum TA had some great matches over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Absolutely, you know him. I guess did Sting have that title as well? I don't know. I don't know if they were phasing it out by then. I mean, I I, I predominantly remember you know uh, Arn Anderson having it. Dusty might have had it for a while. Tully Blanchard might have had it. Uh, Magnum had it. They kind of traded it back and forth. Like I said, I just thought because it was a very unique looking belt. But w- let me ask you this: like as as we go on, um, you know, champions they kind of carry the belt differently. You know, some guys will constantly wear it. Some guys will kind of hold it in the crook of their arm, or you got the guys that throw it over their shoulder. Did Did you ever have kind of like a preference of how, like, how, how should a championship belt be carried or displayed, or didn't really matter to you? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I I liked when you know I I'm old school again too, and mm-hmm. Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, they had the belt around their waist. You know, that's kind of where it. You know, it, it should be. I mean, it, it was cool. Like, the tag team, you see some of the guys, like, um, the tag team champions carrying them around with them. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard always had them kind of, like, t- um, wrapped around their shoulders. Uh, I, I don't know. I think having it around your waist uh, made you feel like you were the champ. Yeah, sort of like, you know, like a king is not going to, like, spin his crown on his finger or, or something. Like, he's going to wear it on his head. He's the king. You know, and I'm just I'm not just talking Jerry the King Lawler, you know. Yeah, I mean you're the champ. It's a belt, it goes around your waist, you know, big massive buckle in the front, showing it showing the world that you're the champ. So I, I do agree, but I did like for some of the secondary belts, uh I used to like like the Heart Foundation where they were the tag champs, they used to like sling them over their shoulders, you know, kinda like defiant like because yeah, they were the bad guys, of course, and you know they just sort of had a like you want you want these belts, you got to come and get them from us, sort of 
things. No, so. I agree with that. That's I mean, it's it's cool looking. It's um, I don't know. I guess, you know, you're always used to seeing those two sites of when Flair comes out of the, out of the back and then when that beginning of uh, Saturday Night Wrestling or Saturday, you know, Saturday Night <laughs> Wrestling, they have Hogan coming down the aisle from the the back of the uh, Madison Square Garden, you know, and he has that belt around his waist. I don't know. Something about that was like uh, nostalgic. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's just really fitting, you know, like, like you said, that's, that's the place it's got to go. You know, that's the look of a champion. So give us another one. What, what other right, belts well, do you need? On the complete opposite round of that, uh, one of the belts it. I kind of like is uh, the WWE Hardcore Championship belts. It kinda, I, was, I was thinking about that one. Go ahead. It kind of looks like, you know, uh, a belt that like a, a kindergartner put together. <laughs> it's all broken apart. There's pieces all over the place. The title is duct taped on. Um, I kind of like it really did uh, symbolize what that division was like. It was chaos. Yeah, it really was. And it was, you know, I mean, that was a title that was they they uh mick foley was the initial champion they kind of he couldn't win the world title or he hadn't won the world title yet so vince mcmahon like gave him that belt and i mean that belt just just had a crazy history because you do you remember when they 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 changed the rules around and it was like the champ had to defend the belt 24 7 false count anywhere like they would show uh clips of uh you know, the hardcore champ. And it was usually uh, not hardcore Holly, but his little cousin. Crash. Crash, exactly. He'd be at, like, the airport waiting for his bags, and, like, somebody would jump out of, like, the baggage carousel. And, of course, a referee would be there, too. You know, and pin him and win the title. Then Crash would chase him down in the next, like, cut scene and, and you know, pin him in, like, a McDonald's or something. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> Do you know who holds the record for most times as a hardcore champ? Okay, I'm I'm gonna think it is Crash. Is it Crash? It is Crash. Yeah. 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 Him and Raven actually. Uh, Raven had it 23 times, and Crash wow. had it 24 times. So that's oh, just eat them out. <laughs> just, just uh, no. Actually, I'm sorry. Raven had it 27 times. And oh. Crash was 28 times. So. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but you know that was those times where they were wrestling every 10 minutes. You know, yeah. someone get pinned, and then someone else come in and. Uh, pin him again. So you would say the best hardcore champion, though, was probably uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, Dude Love. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was he was the first champion. He's the one that was kind of associated with it. Uh, I also I also liked uh, you know Crash's uh, big cousin there, Hardcore Holly. Uh, I was always a big fan of his and. Uh, else i don't know that was just like a crazy like you know like the run of that championship pretty much matched the belt it was a crazy looking belt and i mean that the history of that championship was just absolutely insane with the false count anywhere and the and you know what you're right because other other uh organizations or federations would develop hardcore champions and hardcore divisions and they would give them like legitimate looking belts and i'm sort of like no nah, i don't think so <laughs> would you i mean that i you know I, I don't know if even they have hardcore anymore do they i mean i think um 
I think Impact Wrestling might. Uh, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, the WWE doesn't doesn't have it anymore. I mean, they retired that belt a while back. So yeah, because there's a lot of like these independents, like Ring of Honor, and they're all kind of like hardcore. All their matches are kind of hardcore events. Yeah, I mean, I mean that used to be the thing, like a hardcore match or you know, false count anywhere or no rules matches. Those used to be like special, like it didn't happen every show. I mean, these were things that you rarely saw, so they were really a treat. And like you said, nowadays, I mean, most matches would be considered hardcore anyway, so there's really no need for a hardcore champion. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. All right, so what, what else you got? Uh, another belt that I liked, uh, I actually like the old uh, WWF tag team titles, like I mentioned before, like when the Hart Foundation or the British Bulldogs had it. Uh, I thought, like, next to the Winged Eagle belt, that was probably one of the better-looking belts in the WWF. Um, so the Winged Eagle, it was pretty much round in the front there, where the tag team titles, it was pretty much a, a big rectangle. Uh, and again, the plates on the side, like, would show a ring, uh, WWF logo, uh, they'd show the globe. Um, Sorry? It was just... Oh, no, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> you okay? Oh, yeah, my I was choking on my belt. Go ahead. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Podcasting champion. I'm telling you. Um, I just thought it was a really cool looking belt. Um, and, you know, that was, to me, that was also the time when that belt was, like, uh, in effect. That that was when tag team wrestling was the king uh, back then in the mid to late 80s and both in the WWF and the uh, old NWA. I mean, tag team wrestling was almost as important as like the heavyweight, you know, the heavyweight title, the heavyweight division. Now, back in the day uh, when wrestling was what it really was, uh, Hogan was the, the world champ. No, he was the world champ. And then... Yeah. And then the NWA was was the heavyweight champ, right? Didn't they have different names? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. It's like, you know, if you really looked at it, you know, Hogan was the world champion, and over in NWA, Ric Flair was the heavyweight champion, or the you know, or the world's heavyweight champion, and there was always, you know, talking about history of belts and things. Uh, you know, when WCW folded and, and uh, Vince McMahon took over everything, you had the heavyweight title and the world title, you know, until they finally, you know, and then, I, I mean, that's that's when titles really got crazy because, you know, there were like two sort of main titles. They finally merged it all. But, yeah, for a while, one was the heavyweight champ and one was the world champ. All right, so let's go back here, okay? Let's go, go back it. to when... Wrestling was not a joke, and they don't have, uh, you know, reality shows with their wrestlers on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, WWE, back in the 80s, had the heavyweight championship, mm -hmm. the intercontinental championship, yep. and the tag team champions, right? And, yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Right? They did have U.S. No, that was – so NWA or NWA, AWA, whatever it was, had mm -hmm. the, the heavyweight champ. Correct. They had the TV champ. Correct. They had the U.S. champ. United States heavyweight champion, yeah. They had tag team. Did I say tag team already? 
Uh, they had tag team champions, yeah. They had U.S. tag team champions. They also had U.S. tag Yes, they did. At a time, they had uh, six-man champs, right? They had six-man champs, yep. Keep going. <laughs> what, what am I missing here? They, uh, had a few, they had a few other, like, you know, regional champions. There was, like, the Western States Heritage Champion, which Barry Windham held for a while. There was the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion. I, I forget who that guy was, like... You know, they used to have these sort of regional champions for a while. Um, they kind of phased those out. There was also the national heavyweight title, uh, champion, which Tully Blanchard held for a while. So they, they actually, you know, when the at the time when the WWF had really only those three titles, uh, the NWA, the old WCW, they had a lot. They had a lot of titles, which was, you know, kind of. And good, I thought. Yeah, because pretty interesting. So those were, you know, for us, that's kind of like the the original championships that were around title belts. Which one was mm-hmm. your favorite one? Not your belt, but your favorite championship. Or- favorite championship? I used to love the United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I mean, that was Magnum TA. He had the big battle with uh, the Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff. You know, Dusty held it for a while. Um, You know, I mean, obviously, you know, the heavyweight champion, you know, that was the big belt. But like out of sort of those secondary championships, I used to love the United States heavyweight championship. I thought it was a it was a cool looking belt, you know, had the continental U.S. on it. Um, It it wasn't, you know, when they when the WWE sort of incorporated it, they kind of made it look gaudy with like red, white and blue everywhere. I mean. The old WCW, like, they did it right. It was, you know, a very distinct-looking belt, but they didn't overdo it, I thought. But How about for, you? No, for did me, they, yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's funny. I was torn. Um, at, you know, at one point I loved the WWF, and I loved the heavyweight championship. Um, but if I had to look at everything all together and, and really pick one, I really liked the... Uh, <laughs> I really liked the TV championship. And I say that, I know that we talked about it a little bit, but it was so unique that, um, you know, it was that and the Intercontinental Championship. I thought that's where, like, the best matches came out of. Um, it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was so scripted. How's that sound? Oh, definitely, because, you know, on the one program on WC, on World Championship Wrestling, Almost every weekend when you tuned in, there was a really good chance you were going to see Arn Anderson defend his title. Uh, the Intercontinental belt over the WWE, WWF. Yeah, I mean, look at some of the champions that you had there. Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, Tito Santana, Randy Macho Man Savage. Uh, and then his match with Ricky Steamboat at uh, WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 2? Or three, three, WrestleMania three. Yeah, three. Yeah, WrestleMania three. I mean, still to this day, that's probably, that's like a top five match of all time, uh, you know, Savage and Steamboat. So, yeah, they they produced a lot of action. Um, I mean, and sometimes, you know, on big cards and big pay-per-views, sometimes the matches for those secondary titles were a lot more interesting than, than the main event. All right, so we could say... That Macho Man's probably the greatest intercontinental champion, right? Oh, I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, but his plus, belt, his belt yeah. is interesting. He wore the white one, right? 
Yeah, I mean they they had changed it. Like it was originally it was it, it the strap was black leather, and then when he got it, they changed it to white leather. I was like, eh, I don't know about that, but it was it was definitely a unique looking belt, and it was still it was still a pretty cool looking belt. I thought. All right, what other belts do you like besides the cowboy belts? belt? <laughs> um, I did like the fact. Uh, that, like you mentioned before, WCW had the United States Tag Team Champions because that was another distinct-looking belt. It was, like, orange. Like, the strap was orange, and, uh, you know, it looks similar to their World Tag Team titles, but the differentiation was the strap, which was, like, an orange color. And along with that, I mean... You know, Midnight Express, when they weren't holding the world tag titles, they were usually holding the U.S. tag titles. Uh, and again, you know, they were having great matches with, like, the Rock and Roll Express uh, when they had that whole original Midnight Express versus new Midnight Express. And, uh, you know, it was like a secondary tag team title, but it was just the matches were just as exciting as as the as the world tag team title matches, I felt. All right, so what is the most iconic belt in all of wrestling? The big gold belt. Who wore that belt? (laughs) Who wore that belt? Some guy, right? Some guy, yeah. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) That belt you could see 100 miles away, right? I mean, that was probably like the best belt ever in wrestling. I mean, that, that belt is... You're the champ. I mean, you wear that, you are the champion. And like you said, he Flair would wear it proudly around his waist. If he didn't, you know, sometimes if he gave an interview, he'd put it right there on the podium. He he would just display it. Um, you know, it looked like they had like, and of course, obviously they weren't rubies, you know, but it looked like they were like rubies or emeralds in there. Uh, but it was mostly gold. And I mean, that... That is the belt of a, of a world heavyweight champion right there. And the guy that held it, probably most famously, Ric Flair, I mean, that's a world champion. And, and that's a belt, it totally fit him. It, 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 it was perfectly in character with him. You I know thought. what I did like? Is yeah. When he lost the title, they put like, that big metal plate acro- uh, across his name so it would be covered. Because like yeah. yeah, someone else took it over. Because Sting had the title for a little while, and but every time he would, you know, Ric Flair get it back. I mean, he was sixteen time heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. and that would come off. I mean, that was probably the most iconic belt that there was in wrestling. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, after this uh, episode goes up, and and you go over to our Instagram page, enter the Nerd Zone uh, on Instagram. I'm definitely going to be putting up pictures of the belts. Uh, this one is like front and center. I mean, this is the greatest, the best looking wrestling title belt I I felt there ever was. (laughs) Okay. So let's take Flair and Hogan out of the equation with the belts. Okay. Sure. Who was the best champion after them? Well, okay. We'll pick, we'll pick, I'll pick (laughs) pick an area. Okay. So let's pick, let's pick some of the main ones. And maybe they had different belts or whatever. So the best cha- heavyweight champion, besides Hogan or Flair, is. Oh gosh, that is tough. Besides Hogan or Flair, um, 
I'm going to really have to go with... I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels. You okay. know, because I felt he was he was a great champion. Uh, he had iconic battles with, like, Stone Cold, with The Rock. Uh, and, and I... He... He to me he was a great champion. He he was just a great champion, a great wrestler overall. I think his title runs were some of my favorites. Yes, yeah, so, outside of Hogan. Well, yeah. that I agree with. That's my also my <laughs> choice. Um, your U.S. champ is who? My U.S. champ is Magnum T.A. I mean, when I first started watching the old WCW, he was the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. He was gearing up for his big feud with, like I said, Nikita Koloff. Um, and, you know, I was a big fan of his. And if it wasn't for, you know, his tragic uh, car accident that, that cut short his career, I mean, Ric Flair himself said in interviews, you know, that he was being groomed to be the next heavyweight champion. And you could definitely see it. He was a charismatic guy. He had the look. And when I think U.S. heavyweight champion, I mean, that's that's the guy that pops into my mind. How about for you? So you think that's why they called him Magnum T.A.? Because he kind of is like the, the blonde hair Magnum? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I I'm really just getting, think so. 30 years later, I'm getting that. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm not too slow on it. <laughs> my uh, U.S. champion, you know, and I know he held it. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time until mm-hmm. his life changed was Lex Luger. Yeah, I mean, he he was another one too. He held it for a long time, and I think for me, you know, what happened to him, uh, you know, the whole thing with what really happened, you know, in his house with Miss Elizabeth and and that whole thing, that for me that kind of tarnishes it because still to this day he's he's just been totally mum on the whole thing and. <sighs> You know, he was he was a great wrestler. You know, I was a big fan of his, but the way his career ended and uh, I don't know, it's just he's a piece of poop, I'll have to be honest with you. But he was one of my favorite wrestlers when he did wrestle when him and Barry Windham were tag team champions. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he turned on Barry. That's probably my favorite time in wrestling when he becomes a horseman. Yeah, because that's that that was actually a really good you know with him and the horseman that was actually a pretty good lineup and uh, yeah like I said, oh wait Barry really turned way... on Luger I'm sorry when Barry turned on Luger and became oh yeah because that's actually actually yeah that version of the horseman uh, <clears throat> with Barry Windham in it that's the one that was uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame actually with Barry Windham. Yeah, you know, that's right. I remember that now because Luger was a member. Then he got thrown out. Him and Barry Windham became buddies. And then... He, Windham turned on him. And Windham yeah. turned on him, which to this day I'm very upset about because I had that on tape and then I, I let my friend borrow it and I never got it back. So oh. I'm very upset with that. I'm sure I could find it somewhere online on that. <laughs> I'm on, sure it's on, on the MeTube somewhere. On the MeTube somewhere. I'm not even going to give them credit. But uh, so... Uh, okay, so one more title belt and champion, intercontinental champion. We already discussed. We think it's Randy Macho Man Savage. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So greatest tag team champs of all time, both both NWA, AWA, whatever you want to pick. Uh, well, in the WWF, even though I was not fans of theirs, I had to give them a lot of respect. I think to me, when I think WWF tag team champions, I think the Hart Foundation. 
Uh, <clears throat> they were just, you know, perfect together in the ring. Uh, they had Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart out there. I mean, yeah, the British Bulldogs were fan favorites. Their careers were cut short because of injuries. But for me, WWF Tag Team Champs, Hart Foundation. How about you? Uh, no, I liked uh, my favorite of all time tag teams. Uh, Go ahead. Not the WWE um, were uh, the Road Warriors. I think in a. And they had some. They had some decent looking belts too. I believe. I think they. They uh, sported up their belts, didn't they? Oh, I'm sure they did. And like their their sort of thing was before they came to the WWF. Uh, you know, they were kind of known for going all over the world. They would wrestle in Japan. They'd wrestle in Mexico. They'd win tag team titles there. Sometimes when they would come on American programming, they would bring them. So you know, you got to see like I think it was like the IP. GW, which is a Japanese federation, like what their tag belts look like. Um, I mean, yeah, that's probably one of the most famous tag teams there ever was. I think they're more, they're famous here, but I think they're more famous in Japan. Oh, they are. Yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of, you know, and that, that might be an interesting one to do later is, you know, wrestlers that had so, so careers here, but are huge in Japan, like Terry Funk. Terry Funk is a living legend in Japan. I mean, he's he's a legend over here, but they revere him over there in Japan. It's it's insane. Yeah, there's a lot of great wrestlers that went over to Japan and really, um, you know, made their mark, so to speak. All right, yeah, so absolutely. I was on our buddy Ranker. Oh boy! And I was looking up the top ten belts of all time. I swear to God, if the diva belt is on there, just just that's, that's number click. one, actually. Uh, no, <laughs> All right, so I will start with ten. Okay. And this is the WWE United States title belt, and it has the red, white, blue flag in the background. It yeah. Has the WWE, and it says United States Champion, and has the nameplate on it. It's kind of like a. It's a very patriotic belt. It, it is. I, I still, I still love the the original WCW one, but okay. All right, the number what nine, yes. the Andre the Giant Custom World Title Belt. Oh God, that thing was huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had to be like twenty feet long to get around his, his <laughs> yeah, right, fat to get belly. around his waist. <laughs> uh, but it had, you know, it said World Champ on it, and mm-hmm. then it had all the flags of the countries that were represented in the WWF at the time. So ah, there was cool. United States, Russia, whatever it's called now. Great. Sure. So on and so forth. <laughs> Number eight. Yes. The TNT World Championship belt. Now, I only, I've seen TNT a little bit. I'm not enamored with them, I'll be honest. Yeah, I probably couldn't even. I'd have to Google that one to see. I, I really don't remember it. Number eight. Is, number yeah. seven, sorry, is the WWE yeah. Championship belt is the one that um, – Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels wore with the big W on it, and it had like right, right. So that's number seven. Number six, the WWE World Tag Team Title belts, Um, the ones that uh, it said World and has the eagle and the WWF on it. That's the ones that Hart Foundation had. Yeah, those are the class. That that, to me, those are the ones I always think of. Yeah, classic style belt. Uh, The number fifth belt is actually not a wrestling belt, but it's. It is a nice looking belt. It's the W, I mean, sorry, UFC championship belt. Yeah, that one actually isn't that bad. I've seen that one. It's it's a pretty cool looking belt, uh, and it's I think it's cool that they do it like that. Like, uh, 
you know, their title belts kind of harken to like the pro wrestling belts. It's pretty cool. So that, you know, just to specify those fans that don't know things, which are most of them that listen to us, um, <laughs> the UFC is actually real. It's not scripted. Um, exactly. I think this actually is the belt that they have on here is the one that uh, Brock Lesnar had at one point in time. Oh, wow. Cool. Number four, the WCW championship belts. Now, that's not the big gold belt. It looks like it, but it's not the same thing. Okay. All righty. Okay. Number three, mm-hmm. the winged eagle WWE championship belt, the one that Hogan the wore. What? Yeah, the first one we talked about. Wow, kind of surprised it's number three because I think I know what number one would be. So uh, what is number two? You tell me what you think number two is. I mean, that's hard because I would think it would be the big winged eagle and it better not be the big gold belt. Uh, number two. It's Diva. No, I was kidding. Oh, God, no. Diva's number just, one. No. Just delete that list now. Um you know what? I'm thinking – I'm going to think it's going to be the TV title just because it was so unique looking. All right. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but actually this is one of the belts I do like and I like the look of it. It's sure. the white WWE uh, continent, Intercontinental title. Oh, the Intercontinental title. Sure. Okay. All righty. I mean I think the Winged Eagle is a bit more iconic, but okay. Maybe because, you know, let's before I go to number one because we kind of know what number one is. Do you uh-huh. think Hogan is more iconic than Macho Man or vice versa? Oh, boy. I mean, I think he has a lot more. I think he has more name recognition than than Macho Man. Um, you know, pretty much people will really say he's the guy that made wrestling mainstream. He's what he's the guy that made wrestling what it is today. You know, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would think, though, that Macho Man, when he came on the scene, he he was so unique and, you know, again, and we've talked about it multiple times when, when his name has come up, he was sort of like, at that time, it was like you had your good guys and you had your bad guys. And he fell somewhere in the middle. Like he was coming off as a bad guy, but people loved him that he kind of like played both sides of the fence there. And, you know, I mean, Hogan is a charismatic guy. I'll, I'll never deny that. I always thought Savage was much more charismatic. He was funnier. Um, you know, if you like, like again, like go on YouTube and just look at like old interviews with him. I mean, the guy comes off as like insane, but it's just, it's amazing stuff. All right. So more of a tangent here. Okay. <laughs> uh, go. <laughs> we're, we're way off. The, we're going to be off the tracks here. Okay. So we have our Mount Rushmore of wrestling and we're going to say there's five of them. Five of them. Wow. We do agree that Macho Man, not Macho Man. We do agree Flair's on there. We do. He's agree, he's on there. We do agree Hogan's on there. Sure. I think you would agree that Macho Man's on there. Got to go on there, number three. Yeah. Okay. So two more spots. Two more spots. I would put up the Undertaker because to me he has been around for so long. He's like, he's he's a living legend. Uh, agree or disagree? <laughs> no, I, I mean, again, that's why we do this. I really think it's a it's a good exercise, um, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, I had three names in my head. I had go for it. I had Undertaker. Sure. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Okay. And Vern Gagne. I mean, Vern Gagne is you know I'm sure a lot of people are now like. 
or Andre and Andre the Giant. I mean, those are the four guys that I thought of. Yeah, I mean, Andre the Giant definitely. He was another. You know, you, you mentioned that name. Most everybody knows who you're talking about. Vern Gagne is like the guy. He's like one of those founding fathers, you know, like when you were in history class, you're like, well, I know George Washington and I know Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. So he's the John some, Adams of group. <laughs> yeah, he's like he, he's like he's like the John Jay of, of the group where people are like, oh, yeah, the guy they named the college after in New York. Wait, who? <laughs> you know, it's I mean, Vern Gagne, you know, ran the AWA forever. Um, and even when the WWE was becoming incredibly popular, he kept it going for as long as he could. I mean, he's he's a legend of the sport and, you know, he kind of helped really shape shape it. You know, again, people will say, oh, it was Hogan. You know, I mean, if you didn't have pioneers like Vern Gagne, you, you really wouldn't have wrestling. Yeah, I mean, that's true. So, I mean, I there's a you know, we have five or six names that can go up on that mountain if we want to put it there. Would you say Vince McMahon would count in, in that mix? You know what? I mean. Listen, you know, he was the guy that had the foresight to, to take it national. You know, he wanted to make the, the WWF as regional. You know, it was our region, you know, the Northeast. So, you know, really until, you know, you started seeing WCW on cable TV and the AWA and WCW, uh, WCCW, I mean, you, you know, that was all I knew was the WWF. But, you know, slowly he made it a national and then an international sensation. So yeah, he's, he's gotta be recognized, you know, in some way. All right. All right. So we know the number one, the number one title that everybody talks about is obviously the WCW heavyweight title belt that Ric Flair held and kept forever, forever and ever. Forever and ever. <laughs> and, you know, I'm looking at the, the pictures of the WCW one and the, one that Ric Flair had, they're very yeah. similar. I think it's a, a one says World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. No, they both say the same thing. They look a little different, so I think it's kind mm -hmm. of a cop-out uh, in regards to number four being the WCW Heavyweight uh, Championship belt. So I'm going to throw that one out and add the Diva belt to the top ten. Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the reason, the reason you had those two belts is, you know, don't forget early 90s, Ric Flair, very disgruntled jump ship you know to the wwf and he took the big gold belt with him so wcw had a pretty much make a replica which is the wcw title i mean that's why they look so similar because he he pretty much that's i mean that's just how pissed off he was he was like i'm leaving and i'm taking my belt with me you know i'm gonna tell you that when rick flair left to go to w to wwe or f or whatever it was at the time mm -hmm. that i I equal that to when Wade Boggs left the Red Sox and went to the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, what did you think was a bigger shock? Flair going to the WWF or Hogan going to WCW? I mean, for me, I think it was Flair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> by the time Hogan jumped ship, it was, you know, it, he wasn't the, the uh, innovator in that regard you know we've yeah. seen we've seen wrestlers go back and forth with different names whatever else and sure yeah. he you know him and flair kind of like go went from one to the other with their same name so to speak right so they both went over absolutely because hulk hogan couldn't come into the wcw and be you know terry balea 
he had to be Hulk Hogan because everybody knew who he was, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think like when you saw Ric Flair on the WWF with the big gold belt, I mean, it was like, did the world just end? Like, what's happening? Like, this isn't supposed to happen. But it was, it was absolutely amazing. I, so, I think it was a bigger shock. So the bigger shock. How about this? Hogan turning bad or Flair going to the WWE? To the WWE. I think. I mean, I think it's very, very close, but I would say Hogan, because I could kind of under, you know, back then I didn't understand. I could understand now why Flair would jump ship and, and do what he did, and it was totally, totally shocking. I never would have thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I never would have thought in a million years that Hulk Hogan would ruin his, you know, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, you know, real American hero. Like, I thought he's never going to ruin that image, and he did. Like, to me, that's the biggest shock probably in wrestling ever. So when you're when you're working out at the gym, because, you know, you post your uh, your stuff, and you do your stuff uh, stuff about lifting, do you sure, get upset yeah. every time you think about that? Hogan turned bad. That was my vitamins <laughs> and training. <laughs> but, but believe it or not, on my playlist, on my playlist, I have Real American. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. See? <laughs> it's actually, you know what? It's a hokey song, but you know what? It, it'll, it'll, it'll get you going. It, it'll, it'll pump you up. Who sings that song, Jay? That, I believe, is Rick Derringer that sings it. I am a real American. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> you know, when you hear that song, it's like you, you're looking for Hogan to come out from somewhere. Kind of like when you hear Enter Sandman. Waving Sa the finger. <laughs> exactly. It's like when you hear Enter Sandman. You think of Mariano Rivera coming out of the bullpen. That's what yeah. I, you know, that's kind of the same thing for me, those two songs. And just like the uh, theme song from Sp 2001 Space Odyssey, it's... Where's Ric Flair? Where's Ric Flair at, right? You hear woo, and then it's, well, you know, you changed it, I guess, a little bit. But when you started hearing that music, you knew something, you're going to see something pretty cool in the ring. And I believe Macho Man's, I believe, was Pomp and Circumstances. Yes. It was all, you know, so yeah, whenever I hear that, I'm just like, I'm expecting him. You know, the arm stretch, spinning around. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that at your daughter's uh, graduation? And did you start doing, I was thinking, oh, yeah. I was absolutely <laughs> thinking it. And your wife's probably like, don't even do it. I was like, wait, I was waiting for like one of the kids as they were marching in to stick the finger in the air, make the circle, you know. Oh, yeah. One of them did it. It's like, come on. <laughs> All right, so we we've talked a lot about belts today, not just like the ones with the, like the the buckles that the Cowboys wear, but uh, <laughs> again, a lot of great wrestling belts. You know, there are on this list, by the way, some great boxing be belts as well. I mean, I'm not sure how many people watch boxing, but boxing is another one of those sports that has 35 different kind of belts. Yeah, I mean, because there's so many different federations and there's so many weight classes now. It's well, the best the best boxing belt of all time. Is clearly Rocky's belt. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> so, you can, you're listening to us now here on uh, Enter the Nerd Zone with Jay and Pete. You can find yep. us on uh, brothersinarmchairs.com. We're also on Instagram, which is at Enter the Nerd Zone, which my buddy Jay right. here manages. So, you're going to see pictures of belts all over the place. Tell us, oh, yeah. Tell us what's your favorite. Um, you find Jay, as I alluded, alluded to, Earl, a cheap plug in the beginning on <laughs> stuff you don't need to know. And 
you know, he talks about everything and everything that we don't talk about in the show. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's not true. We do talk about Star Wars and we do talk about other things and movies and stuff. So Jay just likes to give his extra opinions. It's kind of like a wrap up show. <laughs> it's it's honestly it's whatever pops into my mind. That's right. So. I mean, listen, Jay talks about Who so knows? much stuff. And <laughs> the last episode about Star Wars, very interesting. Uh, that's why I always I love. And again, for the other guys that are on this podcast, the brothers and armchairs, they love Star Wars. So they bust, they always bust my chops about Back to the Future. So I have to bust their chops about <laughs> Star Wars. I mean, it's, it really is that and Raiders of the Lost Ark, whatever. That's not a great movie. Sorry, Jay. Well, uh, <laughs> no, it, you know what it is? And, and you know, and <laughs> just talking about, no, nah, just talking about the, the nerd and me guys, John and Alan, that, uh, their latest episode they did was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it was great. And it was good because it was, it was, it wasn't like they didn't, go over the plot or behind the scenes stuff. They really just talked about kind of like how I did with star Wars. Like they just talked about the impact it had on their life and remembering when they saw it in the theaters. And you know, a lot of times that's, that's good. Like, like hopefully when Pete and I talked about wrestling titles today, you know, if you're a big wrestling fan, like Pete and I are, hopefully it stirred some memories and you know, that's kind of what we're going for. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, again, you know, it's just like my passion for Bath of the future you know, obviously Alan's passion for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John has that kind of same passion with that as well. But he's, you know, other things. And for you, you know, I know the Star Wars passion because I've heard it. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm sure there's <laughs> other movies that you really do like. Um, you know, you don't like the Divas Heavyweight Championship belt. Though. I do not you like that belt. Famous. And you hate, <laughs> you hate Chevy Chase. Which <laughs> still I'm do. still trying to get over that. Still you know? do. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a long time. Next thing you know, he's kicking puppies. Um, <laughs> so, so make sure you're checking out all the shows that we have. Um, Absolutely. But also make sure you're going to Main Street Comics in Milltown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They are at Milltown Comics on Instagram, I believe, too. Uh, at Main, uh, Main Street Comics. Yeah, Main Street you find Comics. them Main Street Comics on Instagram. And yep. Jay has to go there to make sure that he's still fitting the bill because <laughs> Diana yeah, keeping the lights cool. on over there. That's right. Uh, and then uh, of course you know go to the Lag Bar at uh, um, in Anaheim, California, mm-hmm. by my buddy Chef John, my brother-in-law. So make sure you check out <laughs> those guys. They're also on Instagram. Uh, yeah. I know. We've been told not to plug a lot, so I'm plugging as much as I possibly can. Um, what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I've I've been told by my friends, no one related to this to the show, that you could, they're like, you know, a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, so they should deserve, they should get some shout outs too. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so uh, all to the guys, the brother, uh, all the brothers in our chairs. Really appreciate you guys listening to all our shows. Uh, Jay, Please what else do. you got to say? <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, like Pete said, please check us out on Instagram. Don't forget, Anchor has the call-in feature, so call in. Tell us what you think. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, absolutely rate and review us. I think that's it. Yeah, so make sure you check out the, our, our last episode, Hey, Hey, the Monkeys. Uh, great episode. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I love the monkeys. Listen, make sure you hear from us, listen to us more. We're going to be talking more wrestling, obviously. We love oh, talking yeah. 60s TV shows. Look forward yes, to, sir. You know, and uh, like we said, we alluded to the, some of the stuff that we that we will talk to. It may not happen next show. It may not happen this year after that, but it will happen. Uh, Eventually, yeah. You know, we have a lot of comparing of shows like the Brady Bunch and Full House and all these other things that are coming out. So make sure you listen to us on please, please. Enter the Nerd Zone. So, Jay, same bad time? Yes, sir.
same bat channel. And whether y'all like it or you don't, you got to take a good look because it's the best thing going round. Woo! Woo!